On this episode of Geek 4, I'm thrilled to welcome back Sally Ann Martin. Sally Ann is an author whose first novel, The Clinic, was released in October from Jaffe Books. It's been getting great reviews. I'm reading it right now, and I highly recommend it. It's a dark psychological thriller set in an ex-asylum. The last time she was here, Sally Ann talked about her love of the film An American Werewolf in London. This time, we talk about her love of the film Ghost Stories, which is a 2017 film adaptation by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman of their own stage play, also called Ghost Stories. I didn't know a lot about this film before I was talking to Sally Ann. I went and watched it afterwards. It's amazing. If you like weird horror films, you're going to love this film. We talk about how Sally Ann discovered the film and its impact on her own work. A warning for listeners, we do move into spoiler territory with ghost stories, so be forewarned. This is Geek 4, a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan culture. I'm Dr. Michael Boyce. Everyone likes something, but what are you a geek for? Sally Ann, welcome back. Good to see you again. Good to be back. Thank you for having me. Things are going well. Uh, the clinic is doing really well, getting great reviews. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very pleased. Very relieved. You're still writing. Things are coming out. The More things are coming. Yeah, yeah. I've just handed in my second book to the editors. So I'm Ooh. waiting for feedback on that. There'll be more, a lot more work to do on it. And then, so now I've just started my third book. Wow. Look at you. Yeah, three stories on the go. I feel very under motivated listening to like, <laughs> like I just I haven't I haven't done I haven't done a lot I haven't recorded since since the summer so this is great I'm so glad that you're back uh welcome to my new studio apartment um where we're recording um we're going to talk today about a film from 2017 called Ghost Stories that you are a huge fan of mm-hmm. could you start with like an introduction to what this film is so this is a British horror film and the, the the premise is it's about a guy who's a skeptic, um, Philip Goodman, Professor Philip Goodman, and he's tasked with investigating three cases of supernatural happenings. Um, because his like his mentor, his hero, who was a skeptic too, debunks them all, but then contacts him to say he thinks he was wrong. So he goes and investigates these three. It's like an anthology film um, of three different stories, um, but bound together and weaving together so well, it, it never really felt like that to me. So that's the premise of the story, that he investigates these three different happenings to see if they were real or not. This sounds intriguing. Now, I, I told you before recording, I have not seen it yet. It's a little bit hard to find over here. It's available on one of the subscription services through Amazon Prime. Or I guess I can just order a DVD of it on Amazon Prime. But I am totally fine with spoilers. There will be spoilers. Just a heads up for people listening. It sounds intriguing. And it sounds like it ties into this larger um, British ghost story tradition that I'm just, I just discovered like last year, like, you know, ghost stories for Christmas and stuff like that. It sounds intriguing. What was it that drew you to it? And I'll just reiterate that they, it's really hard. You, I, you can't really talk about this film without there being massive spoilers because you'll literally have to talk about the end to talk about <laughs> what comes before it. So I'd really advise anybody who wants to see it to watch it first. Stop now, watch. find it, come back. There you go. Exactly. There's your warning. 
So I went, I saw it at the cinema when it came out in 2018 with, I don't, I don't remember the build up to it. There was, I think there was quite a big build up to it. I didn't see any of that. I just, and I wasn't familiar particularly with Andy Nyman's work or Jeremy Dyson, who are the writers of the stage play and then the film and also co-directed it and wrote it together. Um, Jeremy Dyson's very famous for the League of Gentlemen mm-hmm. in the UK, which yeah. I'd also never seen. I'm one of the very few that never. I have now. I got COVID <laughs> and I took that time. I used it wisely and caught up. Oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh. So I wasn't really aware of anything. I'd, all I will have seen was it's a horror story um, in its British, which are two of my favourite things. Yes. Um, if I can get a good <laughs> British film, I will um, be very happy with that. <laughs> So, yeah, so I went to the cinema, sat watching it, and you'll watch it as it goes and be like, this is really creepy. This is really good. This is what I like, um, this kind of psychological thriller, horror creeping film to be. And then the end, it came to the end, and I was absolutely gobsmacked. I was like, wow. And it very rarely happens. In fact, this has never happened where I left the cinema and I actually went and I never got to Strangers. You know, I'm not particularly <laughs> sociable in that way. And I went up to him, I was like, oh, my God, what did you think? I was just like, my mind was blown. Um, I just thought, it, yeah, I didn't see it coming. People have said, so I saw that coming. I was like, I don't see how you saw that coming, but, you know, oh, well. But I hadn't, and I was so amazed by it. And it's a rare film where I have... <laughs> almost on a level with an American wealth in London. And if I live long enough, I probably will have seen it more times than an American wealth in London. But you have to watch it again. You have to watch it several times because it just gets, there's more and more of the film makes sense on every rewatch. So yeah, that's why I came to it. Just, it's a horror film on the local cinema. Great British, great tick, tick. And then just mind blown. And then it was so good, it made you sociable. So good, it made you <laughs> I love I mean, it. Were, I, I think they were a bit dumbfounded. Like, what? Well, <laughs> you know? I don't remember what they said. I just needed to talk, ask somebody else. Yeah. And it was just like, ooh. So, All yeah. right. So let's let's get into it. The, the anthology premise sounds really good, but with this kind of overarching narrative, this... Uh, <laughs> framing narrative of the of the guide debunking the stuff so let's let's spoil it spoil it so all right where where to start start at the end um so the story is that this is really the story of somebody who as a child witnessed something terrible um the death of another child by bullies and he could have stopped it but he didn't so he's haunted by that throughout the film um and as a result at some point he has tried to commit suicide by carbon monoxide in a car mm-hmm. which failed so you see at the end he has lot he's actually in a hospital bed with locked in syndrome so that's where you can I, I i actually went home and researched all of this i was like oh my god i've never heard i don't know what that is this is mm-hmm. hell on earth um and so he's aware of things, he's dreaming, he can think, but he cannot move, you cannot speak. You're just there kind of in mind, but, you know, mm. nothing else happens. So, it's you know, that's a nightmare in itself. 
but the real horror is, of course, that he's locked in to his guilt and his nightmare. And I have to say, Andy Nyman, I think he's one of our best actors. I just think he's incredible. And when you go back again, you see him because he looks quite dour throughout mm -hmm. and tired. And you can see the haunting, how it's coming out in his acting. It's quite understated. He's comes, you know, he seems like a sweet man. Um, but you can see he's just that haunting and that guilt and just the nightmare of being locked inside his body on his mm. face throughout. So there's your end. <laughs> I love that twist though. Like it's so good. The the idea that, you know, the the real horror is inside anyways. <laughs> like like yeah. we're you know, um and I, I don't know Andy Nyman. I, I know Dyson's work from League of Gentlemen really smart and has always used kind of like league of gentlemen for those of you who don't know is like a, a comedy troupe that has this dark macabre humor like almost horror like there are times where it's like is this comedy or is this straight up horror um mark gatiss is part of it as well um and they've always had this really interesting take so i would i would expect nothing less than somebody from the league of gentlemen to do a horror film that kind of knocks your knocks the floor out from under you at the end of the show <laughs> just yeah. perfect oh and the two of them Andy Nyman and I've since found out my research and things and listening to uh, other interviews they've done they've been friends since they were 15 they met at a Jewish holiday camp like a summer camp mm -hmm. when they were 15 and soon realized they both liked horror and so I've been best friends what 30 odd years 30 40 years I don't know how old they are, probably just really insulted them, I don't know. But anyway, since they were 15, and the joy is when you see there's uh, extras on this, on the Ghost Stories DVD, and they're watching the recording of the music for the film, and you can just see from their faces there's two 15-year-old boys there, like beside themselves, that they're sat in a huge recording studio having an orchestra play the music, to their oh. ghost story, to their horror film. You know, they've gone from that to this. You know, and it's a it's a long time thing. I think the stage show started in 2010. Mm. I've seen that. That's great. I saw that after the film. Oh yeah. Okay. How how are the differences of those? I'm always fascinated by things that start on the stage that, that get adapted. Um, it's much more the anthology, the three stories part. It's very jumpy, it's very good, it's immersive. Mm -hmm. Uh, things I love about you know side horror sideshow type thing um but obviously they've had this chance to then go on and put far more detail in I mean the easter eggs in this like I if you can't stop all the easter eggs anyone in the whole of the UK has had for the last 20 years there won't be as many as when you go back and it's like a game that like I'll sit with Gabriel my son um and we'll go and that's that that's why that that's why that once you get to the end and you see everything that's happening to him, you can then rewatch and go, ah, so that's why that carrier bag keeps appearing. That's why there's a pit. There's but there's mm. so many and the numbers and yeah, and it's a it's like a quiz. You know, it's not just a film. It's just a, yeah. a perfect. Um, well, I think you described it perfectly. Um, like two two real fans of these types of of these types of stories making this film stage show then film are gonna like show their how much of fans they are by the things they put in the in the show i think that's that's absolutely great i you know and there's a wonderful british writers directors actors they do it so much better than 
they do in North America, mostly America, uh, Canada doesn't have a great tradition of this anyways, where they can actually appreciate something and kind of lampoon it a little bit, but not totally, but still respect what they're doing. It's not straight parody. It's like, it's something different. And yeah, I just think like when you get people who are fans of things, writing about them, performing that, like they just, they show how much they love it. Yeah. And respect it as well. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, and the the acting throughout everybody, the, the main parts is, I don't know if you're aware, Paul Whitehouse, he probably isn't known in North America. I've probably seen Bath, him in stuff. Bath show, a British comedy show. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the guys in the anthology, Alex Lawther and mm-hmm. Martin Freeman. And they're, I particularly love Alex Lawther. He's a young guy and he's in the second one. And when you see the scene of him in the bedroom, he's haunted by something that happened with a demon. Um, I can not spoil it too much, um, but the performances are just incredible throughout, throughout on on every level. You have intrigued me enough that I'm definitely going to seek this out. In fact, I think I now have my afternoon set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, are you up for some fast four? Yeah. All right. Sally Ann, what was the first thing young Sally Ann was a fan of? Oh, uh, vampires. That does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> if you had the opportunity, would you ever spend a night in a haunted house? Yes, I have done. Oh, excellent. Several As times. Oh, I've only done it once, and uh, I don't know if I'd do it again. I can't stay up all night anymore. It's like <laughs> even being scared would be terrifying. That's why God invented Red Bull. <laughs> true, true. And they always have they always have loads of boxes of crisps as well, or potato chips, as you might know them. Yes. Oh, they have well, boxes of crisps and pop, and it just that will keep you awake. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was I was a kid at a scout camp, and so I didn't really have the choice of like it was just a haunted uh, place. Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't paying for the pleasure. No, no. Uh, paid in psychological damage later, but <laughs> that's a different type of payment. What is the geekiest thing you currently own? Oh, so many. Um... You have not purchased the large uh, werewolf. No, I do look. I'm still googling. I haven't given up on having that five thousand dollars, <laughs> and I would move a sofa for it. I would. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look. I have a lot of I don't know, tarot cards. Does that count? Yeah, keeping? I would say I so. I love tarot I cards. Say... I don't even read tarot cards, but I keep buying the boxes because they're so pretty. Oh, that's funny. On my Instagram feed, like for some reason, tarot readings always come up. Like I'm not. That's not something I do, but like, you know, so apparently there are lots of former people who have wronged me who are coming in back in my life. So (laughs) I I hope they know that. (laughs) Um, With the holidays steamrolling towards us, are there things that you have to do every holiday? Um, It it really has steamrolled this year. Are there things I have to do? Well, there are things I'd like to do that I don't do. And that's we used to celebrate on Christmas Eve because Mm. my mom didn't want to have to do stuff on Christmas Day, which was fair enough. I'd quite like to bring that tradition back. Yes. But other than that, um, just, no. no. <laughs> no. Just uh, have presents, lots of presents. That's what mm-hmm. I like. Are there movies you have to watch? It's a Wonderful Life. That's a good one. Um, National, Lamp- National Lampoon's Christmas for putting up the tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll watch Black Christmas 
this year Ooh. because I only discovered that in the summer this year. I can't remember where. I, oh, Grady Hendrix, the author, um, had put that. I think it's one of his favorite films. So I was like, oh, that sounds good, and I did. I will watch that very Black Christmassy. Christmas. Not yes, yes. Well, you need some darkness. I think you know, Christmas without a little dark is uh, that's a, a great film. Actually, it's a great. It's film. it's a really good film. Really good film. All right. Um, the book is available wherever fine books are sold. Probably we're not fine books are sold too, but like fine books, it's a really good. I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. And can I just say that what I didn't say in in the thing about um ghost stories was that I used to watch this in the morning before I started work because I wanted to reasons one i needed to get into the mindset of darkness and it's in an ex-asylum and I'm, there's one of the anthologies is in an ex-hospital mm-hmm. but also i wanted to be, my dream was to create my hope was to create something in written form that was as good like perfectly created and as this is in film form not the same it's nowhere near it's nothing the story's not the same but i wanted people to feel about my book like i feel about that film whether I've done that or not, I don't know, but the aim was there every morning. So that's that's great. Um, yeah, I'm I, I I update you along the way. For some reason, the book I pre-ordered it, but it came really late, and I'm still a really slow reader post-pandemic. Like it takes a long time. But my if I put some brown noise on and focus, I can read like a couple chapters at a time. So I'm really enjoying it. It's great. People should definitely seek it out. Where can people find you on social media? I know your handles have changed a little. Yeah. Um. So my author name is, I changed my dad's name because my late father would have loved that. Um, and he, in fact, actually suggested it. When I was little, there was thoughts I was going to be like a variety star. He, he was quite encouraged that. I don't know why, because I did about three tap dancing lessons. But anyway, he said, if you're ever famous, you could call yourself Sally Martin. And that'd be really good, wouldn't it? I was like, for you, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But anyway, when it came to it, I thought, you know what? You can have that. So it's at, so Twitter is at Sally Ann Martin, and Martin is with a Y and I'm with an E. Um, Facebook is at Sally Ann Martin Books, and Instagram is at Sally Ann Martin. All right. I will link to all of those in the show notes, and I'll link some links where people can just jump on, you know, the popular sites to order the clinic uh because i highly recommend it thank you so much for your time um I, it's afternoon for you it's morning for me it's great to see you um you. i hope you have a lovely saturday thank you and i hope you enjoy ghost stories please let me know what you think i will thank you for joining me on geek four you can follow the show on instagram and twitter at geek four pod or me on twitter at mw Boyce. if you listen on apple podcast click the subscribe button and consider leaving a five-star review. Be sure to join us next time when we learn what someone else is a geek for.